Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, May 27th, 2022. One last ride on Diversity Parkway. What's happening? My name is Quinn and this is my show. Thank you for tuning in. It is kind of a strange Friday. I was I was telling one of my uh, clerks this morning, we were having our one-on-one over Zoom, where it's kind of like it's cold actually in chicago it's not a nice day today in chicago it's you know like just just a smidge s-m-i-d-g-e over 50 and windy but this weekend into like i think starting like sunday into like tuesday is going to be in the 90s and sunny um but it's super humid and so i'm kind of inside right now if you're on the youtube stream hello youtube um if you're if you're watching us not just listening to us you know, sweater, sweatpants, that sort of thing. But it's also so humid and so sticky that I feel like you've got to be sitting in front of a fan. It's it's kind of bizarre. It's a good problem. It's a first world problem to have. What's happening? I am the showrunner, the best boy, the chief caterer of this program. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. I want to say hello to all my friends in Pakistan. Hello, Islamabad. Hello, Hyderabad. Hello, Khyber Pass. What's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm not going to apologize for last week, but I just wanted to recognize that last week was a tough show. I was sick, uh, low energy. Um, I wasn't really in the mood for a show. Um, and sometimes we have weeks like that. Hello, Matt Fiedler. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. It's good to see you. You know what's strange is I can see you commenting on the, in the chat on YouTube, but on my like person marker, it shows you how many people are watching and how many people have given it a thumbs up. We're still sitting at zero. So you know what that means? It means it's not accurate. It means that there's probably millions of people watching this YouTube stream every time we go live on YouTube. And I just don't know because these analytics are bogus, man. Uh, I wasn't going to YouTube stream. I wasn't going to do visuals today until the last second here yeah i guess i don't count exactly i don't hey i don't know what to tell you it literally says zero right now i'll send you a snapchat um i wanted to do one more uh, video stream here uh on the beantown podcast because we are moving out of seven uh i'm not going to reveal my address quite yet um just in case anyone wants to burglarize me this weekend uh because there's a lot of valuable stuff in here to steal i tell you what um Moving out of Diversity Parkway and, and moving to bigger and better things uh, in a different part of town. So uh, the, the apartment's a lot of boxes, but I, I, I've definitely made the mistake. I'm a very um, proactive person over like things like moving. Uh, I like to you know transfer my utilities right away and you know just like get stuff packed up, which I think is a great trait to have. But I've absolutely made the mistake in the past. Uh, and we've talked about it on this show. I distinctly recall a show uh, when I left Baltimore three years ago about packing up all my silverware by accident before my last supper, uh, Jesus style. And then I ate my, uh, you all maybe remember the crepes story. I made crepes with um, garlic butter because that's what I accidentally grabbed at the grocery store. And I think I ate it with my hands. It is kind of syrupy and sticky. So the taste was bad. The experience was bad. It was just, you know what? We don't need to do that. So I've, I've packed up a decent amount of stuff. I mean, I got one, two, three, four, five, six boxes packed up right now. Um, 
and you know there's still going to be some there's still some things kind of lingering out there that are going to take some time and you need to do some some serious cleaning in this place um you know the clothes always you know take a, a little bit of time and like getting all the kitchen stuff packed up the kitchen stuff is the trickiest because it's the most fragile stuff so you just got to be a little bit more like careful with how you pack it so far it's mainly been like books and random stuff that doesn't really matter um and you know just just a lot of knickknacks and stuff and um so i i don't think i'm gonna like throw myself into it until monday i suppose i don't think i have any plans for monday it's memorial day happy memorial day weekend to everyone uh obviously i have the day off from work and so i think that's the day that makes sense because i'm not working and i don't really have any big plans and it's the day before the moving truck comes to just like go from kind of where i'm at right now which is like yeah i've done some packing to like no now we just pack up everything and just make sure you know you have like a backpack and a duffel bag that has like your immediate things in there um and i think you know i think we'll be good so um yeah knickknacks and patty wax that's exactly right uh we're gonna get into it here there's a lot of different things going on and i'm doing my best to try to like remember everything um the first thing i want to mention is listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the bean town podcast number one will occasionally use some language number two this podcast is objectively terrible although i'm going to try to bring you a higher energy than last week type of show fast paced that sort of thing i mentioned there's a lot going on we want to chat about i don't really want to talk about moving any more than that because gosh feels like we talk about it every year and it's really not that thrilling i think i think we all have moved before and we all know how much of a pain in the ass it can be and that's just you know what that's happening for me but i'm so glad to get out of this place um i will not have uh not have fond memories of living here uh for the past year and and change so good to get that out of the way uh next time you hear from me It'll be June, which is hard to believe. The year's 2022 is almost halfway over. How crazy is that? Um, and uh, we'll be in a new space, new podcasting, recording studio. Rachel thinks it's a second bedroom, but we'll see what happens. And I'm looking forward to it. A little bit more light. That's the thing, too, with my, my the way my apartment is set up, which was partially me, but partially just like it makes sense to do it this way. Um, you know, if you're on the YouTube stream or if you've seen my apartment at all in the last year, you know, my couch backs up to this big window, which is just like the most sensible place to put the couch based off the layout of the living room. So it's very small. But what it means is that anytime I want to, you know, go live on, on video, zoom call, whatever, I got to either, you know, you, and you've seen it both ways. We either go where like, we're the, the, you know, angels from heaven. You can't see my face. You just see the light behind me. That's what the blinds open or we close the blinds. And it's not that it's very sunny outside right now, but it's 4 PM on a Friday afternoon. And it feels like Hitler's bunker in here. It's so dark because that's like my only, literally there's two. That's a crazy thing about this apartment that I guess is not, I mean, my, my Baltimore studio, I think had like four total one in the bathroom two in the living room one in the kitchen but we're talking windows here call your empire rep or uh, feldco remember scott feldco this apartment quite literally i've never lived in an apartment quite like this before it has two windows that's it we've got this big one here in the living room and then one on the side of my bedroom and that's those are the only windows in this entire apartment um so it's yeah it's, it's pretty dark it's pretty lonely out here nothing too wild so i'm excited to get out more natural light more windows the whole shebang so what do we what do we got on tap today well we're talking 
uh, kind of bouncing around a couple of different things. There's no one cohesive topic. We're not doing any power rankings, nothing like that. But we got a Beantown poll question of the week on Instagram that's currently live. We're going to check in on that, uh, which is about a, a TV show that just dropped today. And we're going to be talking briefly about another TV show that just dropped today. And I'm, you know me, I'm not usually like the plugged in TV person. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot going on. Not to mention This Is Us ended this week. Boy, one word roller coaster, two word emotional roller coaster. And uh, we got a new right on cue segment that I'm excited to premiere for you. And we got I want to definitely check in with you a little bit about my my weekend last weekend in Milwaukee, which was just turned into a very just wild kind of scene at Miller, not Miller Park, American Family Life Park or whatever it's called. I didn't, you know, when we, when I was talking to you this time last week and you would have told me, hey, Quinn, you ever saw Vanilla Ice and Naughty by Nature and Rob Bass in concert? I would have said, I don't know who Rob Bass even is. And seven days later, I've seen all three of those guys. It's crazy. So we're going to be talking that. Um, Let's check in. Let's check in first. Uh, Oh, we should read our ads too. It's been so long since we gave a proper shout out. Probably why we're not getting funded anymore. Um, but let's check in on the Beantown poll question of the week uh, because it ties into those two shows. Oh, and one other thing, and we'll, we'll get to this when we actually do the Right on Cue segment, but this is my first time doing Right on Cue when we're also live on YouTube. So YouTube, your stream is actually going to be longer than the actual podcast episode because, as you might expect... It doesn't take me very long. It's a pre-recorded segment, but I have to pause the podcast recording on GarageBand, insert the uh, the MP3 file, and then start playing it again. So, I mean, it's going to be like a 30-second delay or something like that, but that's just how it's going to be. So just giving you a heads up, that's coming. Okay, this week's Beantown Beanhead Poll Question of the Week. Again, you can always find these on uh, my Instagram. I'm at q.queend. Uh, that's the place to go for a Beantown poll question of the week. Uh, you can also, hey, maybe you are, maybe you're not on Instagram. Well, that means you can't participate in the poll, but you could join Instagram and then you could participate. So that's my plug. Um, but yeah, so our our question of the week, which I just thought of this morning, and it's still live because I only posted it, gosh, five hours ago. So we're going to get more results coming in. But it's crazy. The, the results are changing every time I look. I, I first checked it like 10, 15 minutes ago, and the numbers were kind of all, all over the place, the percentages. Then I checked it like five minutes ago, and it was dead heat even. And now I checked it again, and uh, the numbers have shifted once more. So here's our Beantown poll question of the week. If you missed it, there it is on the screen sideways because I that's how I that's how I'm doing it. Uh, our question do you care that Stranger Things Season 4 dropped today? And currently, here are the results. For yes, we have 33 point, uh, 33%. For no, we have 22%. For I Miss Barb, we have 22%. And for Justice for Bob, not Barb, but Bob, Sean Essence character, we also have 22%. So thank you to everyone who's voted so far. Uh, yes is really making a strong comeback because at first it looked like it was going to be justice for Bob. Then I miss Barb was starting to make it a runaway. And now we've got stranger things, uh, for yes, people apparently are excited that it's back, which is what I wanted to mention. Cause it's actually one of the shows I wanted to mention. It's kind of an interesting thing. And thank you to those of you who have not yet voted. You still have 17 hours. Stranger things. I, I, 
I liked. I thought it was really fresh, really original. Had a fun first season. I liked season two. Um, you know, I thought it was an improvement upon season one. I liked the introduction of the new characters. Season three just didn't really do it for me. I was just starting to get really bored of the monsters, the whole kind of, you know, the the 80s kind of nostalgia aspect of it. It was always like you watch the show and when they're doing the like 80s stuff and they're at the shopping mall and the music, all that stuff and the outfits, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Um, like I love watching this and then they inevitably got to go into the upside down and there's monsters and that my big problem is everyone's got, you know, 11 and all her cronies. They got powers that are never really explained. And so it's just convenient plot device after convenient plot device. Uh, I didn't like how they made that Australian dude from season two, the bad, like got possessed by a demon in season three. And then he was the bad guy. Because they just ruined his character because he had such a great character arc in season two. And then he just gets totally sidelined like that. Um, and I, I, you know, I think we all knew that Sean Astin was never going to make it. But he was a, a great, like, compelling father figure kind of character. Uh, what's in the cup? Oh, Joaquin, good to see you. Chunky, chunky Corgi 69. Is that right? We just we got water for now. Because uh, it's not five o'clock yet, so you got to be careful with those things. But it's good to see you. Thanks for tuning in. But anyway, season four dropped this morning, and it wasn't one of those things where I was like, "Oh my gosh, I know what's happening today." I literally like stumbled upon it on Twitter. I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen any like friends or anything post about it. So it's really just kind of an interesting thing. Um, because I feel like you know, season one, season two, season three, it was like that was the conversation. That's what America was talking about. I know we got bigger problems right now, but like it was a big deal. And I, I mean, Hey, it's been out for what? 16 hours, something like that. I guess we'll see what happens with stranger things. Season four, apparently they left two episodes to be released in July. So they're doing the like split the season in half, in half thing, except it was like seven or eight episodes or something in the first half. And then two in the last half. I know that the episodes are super long. And I figure it's a show that I'm going to – I figure I'll watch it at some point. But, I mean, I'm mostly just focused on uh, Hell's Kitchen reruns right now and not to mention the other show, which is what I was excited for. And I didn't realize it until I woke up this morning like, oh, wait, I think this actually happened today. Um, but it did, and uh, that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, uh, which which is you know a, a kind of – not hesitant about, but just like trying to keep my expectations low because honestly, anything Disney Star Wars has just been like, I don't know. I don't even remember when exactly did Disney take over. Was Rogue One like the first Disney project? I think I think that was the case. But they've all just kind of, I mean, Rogue One is fantastic. I think Solo was like crippled by one, the way they marketed it and then released it and then high expectations. But it also was like a pretty average movie. And they just tried to do so much, like, lore and world building. Uh, and I don't – I mean, the biggest problem was I don't think anyone wanted a Han Solo movie in the first place. So it's kind of like, okay. Um, and then, gosh, I mean, I don't – we don't need to talk about the sequel trilogy on here. Seven was, like, set it up for potential, but it was pretty much just a New Hope remake. Eight was just a flaming hot pile of garbage, and I never saw nine. And I, I don't plan to. Nine nine is not something I'm interested in. Um, 
and so you know the the TV shows Mandalorian has been pretty solid. Uh, Boba Fett was just like Mandalorian season two and a half. Um, gosh, I might be forgetting something. I don't, I don't even remember what else Disney has done. But so my point being, like, I'm I'm not convinced that it's going to be great. But but I will watch anything that Ewan McGregor does. I even watched his Halston limited, you know, mini series on Netflix, five parts. Not that I care about fashion or Liza Minnelli or anything about you know Halston's life, but I was just like, hey, it's it's Ewan. Like, let's check it out. Let's see it. So Disney dropped the first two episodes this morning of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I'm actually, like, I'm feeling it so far for the most part. Uh, I'm not going to, like, do any spoilers or anything, but the, the show starts off with, like, a four-minute prequel recap, basically, which is just, like, very out of character for anything, like, in this era of Star Wars because it seems like... Disney Star Wars is trying to forget that the prequels ever even happened. And the fact that they were, I mean, they were showing like hardcore, like Jake Lloyd clips, Liam Neeson, you know, pod racing. And I'm just like, I mean, hey, you can love or hate Phantom Menace. And it's got plenty of flaws, plenty of things that are terrible about it. But I, I thought it was really cool. And we even got some decent Attack of the Clone stuff and Padme. So it's just like, you. I feel like, you know, Jake Lloyd and Natalie Portman and Liam Neeson are just like forgotten members of the Star Wars family. And so I appreciated that we were sort of like doing some throwbacks there. And then just honestly, and I'm not going to like reveal anything about plot points or anything like that, but I think it's so cool that they, they've gotten like, you know, Joel Edgerton to come back and play Lars, um, the the female actress who portrayed, you know, Baru in Attack of the Clones is literally back. And she was in a, a Revenge of the Sith for a hot second, too. Like, she's back. And uh, Jimmy Smits is back to play Bale. And it's like they got all these people from literally 17 years ago. Is that Revenge of the Sith? 20 years ago from Attack of the Clones, 19, to, like, come back and play these roles. Not that they're like life changing roles or anything like that, but I just think that that's cool that they've done that. And of course, Ewan McGregor. One thing that's interesting, the last thing I'll say about this, I think, I don't know, there's like eight episodes in Kenobi or something like that, but Ewan says he wants to do a second season, which would be awesome. I would love to do that. Oh, and Hayden Christensen's back for this to play Darth Vader, which is spectacular. One thing that's interesting, and I here's our kind of beanhead call to action of the week. You can always email us what you think, beantownpodcastyahoo.com, or fill out the comment card on beantownpodcast.com. I, I want to see if other people feel this way or if I'm just going crazy. In the prequels, I'm pretty confident that Ewan McGregor speaks in an English accent. Ewan McGregor is Scottish, and you know, if, I suppose if you're not paying that much attention or if you don't know much about scottish and english accents you'd be like oh yeah that what are you talking about like that's the same they're pretty different in my perspective maybe not pretty different but like somewhat different the reason i bring it up i feel like in these first few episodes of kenobi ewan is using his just normal scottish accent which is a little bizarre um and maybe he's not maybe there's maybe i'm just like listening for it and you know making stuff up but i really feel like i mean there's been a lot of like words or phrases i've heard him say in the first two episodes where i'm like that sounds pretty scottish not english so that's my perspective but i want you the beanheads the hashtag friends of the podcast to give it a listen and see what you think so that's our um 
that is our uh, our check-in on television series. And, of course, this is us, the dramatic emotional finale uh, ending after six years this year. So that's that's Quinn's TV recap. You know what we you know what I would love to do right now? Let's hear from our sponsors. We're 20 minutes in. This this podcast episode is flying by. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We're going to learn about our new right on cue segment and then we're going to talk a little bit about um, Quinn's crazy concert courtesy of a uh, friend of the podcast Sam, uh, Sam Anderson. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Let me go ahead and pull up our ads here. Um I haven't done full ad reads in a little while, but I think the fans are excited to hear me sing, um, you know, all that good stuff. So let's let me let me finish sending this text here. Okay, here come the ads. First up, oh oh, they're in Google Docs. That's how long it's been since I actually read the ads. It's been a long time since I opened them. Oh man, I'm logged into the wrong Google account. That's gonna make life tough. Dead air. Please don't let me make me put in my password. Okay, there we go. You ever uh, you ever log in to Google Docs in the first document? You're like, I don't know what that is. It must have been from a software test or something. Okay, here we go. It's actually time, folks. Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less? And that don't let, don't let me forget. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, someone associated with Home Pride, Oregon. Uh, when we're finished up here. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, have got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's <coughs> new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roughing, roughing, roughing the passer, hmm. roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe certified home inspector that you can trust, call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection perfection um you know i was thinking earlier while i was on my walk and i was kind of thinking about what i wanted to talk about today that excuse me you know i was gonna be running through two or three tv shows here kind of feel like the tv guide here which made me think about the old tv guide uh which was i that was going to be a thing on the beantown podcast and it was for like six weeks and you know, hardcore beanheads will remember when I would go and talk about it and like always be hoping that I'd get that John Goodman cover, you know, Roseanne, uh, you know, cancel, but the Connors are back. And I just wanted a, a cool pick of John Goodman, like in a flannel crossing his arms and like the Connors, they're back. Um, and then my TV guide stopped coming. Um, I, after like, I think it was like three issues or something. It was a total ripoff. So that's the TV Guide story, and it's been like two years since we actually brought it up here on the show, but gone but never forgotten. All right. Oh, our our good friends at Samson. The Samson Q2U series, I know for a lot of you, it's kind of a non – it's not really church season. The holidays are long gone. Easter is gone. Maybe you go to church with your dad on a, on on Sunday for Father's Day in three weeks, but maybe he just wants to stay home and make pancakes. And, uh, you know, we're probably not going to see you again until All Hallows' Eve or something. Uh, but don't forget, 
whether you're at church or whether you're at home, when God speaks, he uses the crisp, clear and audio qual- crisp, clear audio quality that you can only get from a Samson, from Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and all those minor prophets too. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And I promised you to not let me uh, forget about the shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to my dad, Steve, owner of Home Pride Oregon. It's not Father's Day yet, but he is... Uh, uh, I believe, what, today or tomorrow, officially off the clock, uh, his retail job. And it's been a long time. And uh, congratulations, Pop. All right, finally, our good friends at Cuts by Q, Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only a little bit different. Uh, Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995. I should take my hat off for this so the, the listeners can check it out. This must-have hair, M-U-S-S. O-F-H-A-I-R. Uh, independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably, and I apologize because this humidity is killing it, and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fall hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, cut, uh, Q-U-T-Z by Q at yahoo.com. You know what? I never do is actually check the cuts by Q email because I've got Beantown Podcast Yahoo.com synced up to my um, my phone email, like my the mail application on my phone, but I don't have um, cuts by Q synced up to anything, and I never do the full ad read, and so I never think about it. I should check that maybe after this if I don't forget. Uh, but who knows? So if you if you've been trying to get a haircut in the last gosh two three years. Um, just pretend that I've been fully booked. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right. Thank you for indulging me um, with my ads. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, get into our uh, our new Right on Q segment. And so uh, just to, to remind everyone, I'm going to have to briefly, we're going to keep YouTube going this whole time. You're going to see the behind the scenes action, but I'm going to have to briefly pause the MP3 file to insert our pre-recorded taping of, of uh, right on cue and then gosh, cuts by cue right on cue. We got a lot to keep track of and then insert it in and then we'll come right back. So that's what we're going to be doing. So I'm going to pause and uh, let's let's go ahead and get uh, right on cue segment in here. Next time on Right on Cue. The gun control debate rages on in Washington. Here's what we know. It's Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Flip some burgers and have a good time. An international Mr. Leather 2022 comes to Chicago. We'll catch up with all the outfits, the sexiness, and see how Scott Farrell's doing next time on Right on Q. All right, good stuff. And we're back in sync. MP3, audio file, YouTube. Welcome back to Quinn David Furnish Presents the Beantown Podcast. We're in the back half of today's show. And uh, yeah, that is true. International Mr. Leather is in Chicago this weekend at... Um, a hotel kind of downtown in the South Loop. I think the Congress is where it's at. Um, it's that interesting thing, you know, any, anything related to Scott Farrell, 
where I want to do some research, partially out of curiosity, just because it's a world that I don't know anything about, his whole kink, fetish, leather, all that, you know, all that stuff. And some of it is, like, extremely NSFW, and some of it is just kind of interesting. So you you never know, you know, when you get to a new web page, you never know what you're going to find. Is it going to be, like, interesting cultural historical stuff, or is it going to be, like, you know, some some serious penises out in the open? Like, you don't know which is why it's exciting and erotic and, uh, you know, very fun. Um, but, yeah, Scott Farrell has been uh, talking it up. He's, he's, oh, he's at International Mr. Leather, which sounds like a big deal, but I learned it's just like it's just a Chicago thing, so they could have just called it Chicago Mr. Leather. I don't know. But apparently all the leather freaks, the leatherheads, the John Krasinski's and Clooney's of the world are converging in the South Loop this weekend. Uh, Scott, according to his Twitter, which we've been uh, been keeping my, my finger on the pulse, got to Chicago yesterday. He's got some sort of booth. So I think they've got, you know, they probably rented out the, um, you know, like a, the ballroom or something like that. They got, you know, it's a it's like a expo kind of deal from my understanding. I don't know like what booth he's representing. Um, and I'm sure as hell I'm not going down there to find out. But um yeah, I mean, this is an event that he's talked about in his autobiography, and uh, he's back, uh, back in action for this one. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. I haven't checked in on his Twitter lately. Um, we'll see what he's been up to today. But yeah, the fact that Scott is, uh, gosh, four or five miles from me right now makes me feel a little uncomfy. So let's not think about it. In fact, this would be a good time for a little graham cracker break. Mm. Crunchy. It's from Trader Joe's. Mm. This is good stuff. You know what I wouldn't mind, though? <clears throat> if I'm going to eat graham crackers, I'm probably going to eat a lot. So... I wouldn't really mind bringing the sugar content down. Not that graham crackers are like super sugary, but you kind of taste them and you're like, yeah, there's some sweetness in there. I know graham crackers are more of a kid's thing. And you can even buy the graham crackers, or at least you could when I was little, that are like coated in cinnamon sugar, which is just like out of this world sweet. But here's the thing, like, even by themselves, they're kind of sweet. And I don't really need that. Imagine if you actually made a s'more and you put a marshmallow marshmallow and uh, Hershey's chocolate bar or, you know, any chocolate bar you want in the middle. That's like sugar on sugar on sugar. Man, that's nuts. And I need a little, look, I need a little sweet every once in a while. I literally went to the lake last night after work and got a big gulp of diet uh, diet Coke because that's sometimes just in this. I, I think I've talked about this before on the show. Sometimes I just get in diet Coke mood like five times a year. And I'm just like, gosh, I could really go for a diet Coke. But yeah, I know people who drink soda, you know, like four or five times a week. And I, oof, I mean, I probably did that for like a year stretch in high school, but not anymore. I, I literally get a, a craving for like a, and never a regular Coke. 
I don't know the last time I had a regular Coke, but a Diet Coke. And uh, that's become a more of a recent thing, too. I feel like I was kind of introduced to the concept of Diet Coke instead of regular Coke, probably by Rachel. Not that she drinks it much either, but anytime she does drink soda, it's Diet Coke versus regular Coke. And I think <clears throat> I think growing up, like I would never go for a Diet Soda um, because in my mind it's inferior. But nowadays, it has nothing to do with like, oh, no calories or like, you know, aspartame versus, you know, real sugar or whatever. I think I just straight up like the taste better, which it's just less intense, I think, on the sweetness. It's still plenty sweet, but it just it has nothing to do with like, oh, I feel less guilty drinking this. Like, I'm still drinking soda. I feel guilty, and I should, but it's just like, um, <coughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine drinking like an entire regular soda. Even when I make uh, DIY like rum and Cokes or, you know, Coke and whiskey or anything like that, diet. So, and I don't feel bad about it at all. That's what I like. Okay. As promised, last thing I wanted to touch on here. Thanks everyone who's been listening. Last weekend, went up to Milwaukee, took the Hiawatha Union Station up to the Intermodal, uh, stayed with my dear friend, former roommate, Sam Anderson. Uh, We had a very nice, very chill weekend, but the highlight, excuse me, undoubtedly, we went to uh, the Brewers-Nationals game, 6 p.m. on Saturday night, and it was a pretty boring game, but Sam found out shortly after he purchased our tickets that there was a post-game concert. On the field, I had never been. To, I had never been to a post game concert before. I probably like run the bases at Wrigley like once. I I have no idea. I don't. I mean, gosh, it's been almost twenty eight years of living. I don't really recall. But uh, or maybe even at you know up in Milwaukee. I don't know. But Sam was like, it's Vanilla Ice, it's Rob Bass, and it's the guy, one of the guys from Naughty by Nature. And I of course had to look up what. Rob Bass had done. If you don't know, he sings um, It Takes Two. It takes two to make a thing go right. And then, the you know, Naughty by Nature, I know, uh, down with OPP. And Vanilla Ice, I didn't really know much about other than Ice Ice Baby, which samples uh, Under Pressure. Um, <clears throat> and he's done, he did like a cover of Play That Funky Music, White Boy. Anyways, just a really bizarre thing. It was probably almost a full hour after the game ended for them to like get the stage set up, get everything going. Then they bring out a DJ to hype the crowd up. But it's just, man, it's a lot of white people. And then you get like uh, Rob Bass came on first, and I think he sang two songs, including, uh, you know, It Takes Two. And then uh, the guy from Naughty by Nature came out, and he sang like two songs including uh, Down With OPP, and then Manila Ice came out, and man, it was just trippy. He brought fans up on the stage to dance. It was a whole bunch of white girls. There didn't seem to be any visible security around. I, I guess no one really cares about Vanilla Ice to, enough to attack him. There were uh, <clears throat> teenage, nintent, te- teenage, nintent, teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles on stage dancing. Two of them, I think it was... Uh, Donatello and Raphael, maybe. I don't know. Who are the four? Donatello, 
Raphael, Leonardo, and Michael and Michelangelo, I think, are the four. Splinter is kind of their boss. Um, and the, this one kind of robot-looking dude looked like something straight out of like a you know thir- fake Thirty Rock sketch or something. And uh, yeah, towards the end of the set, I mean, Vanilla Ice only played for like thirty minutes. The whole thing was probably like an hour, to, you know, with everyone. But towards the end of his set, he uh, like got a you know, like a American flag out. He like draped it around his neck and started to do like all these salutes to the troops and stuff, which it, I was thinking about this after cause it very much like started to feel like a, like a mega kind of thing, MAGA, whatever, which is a really a damn shame that they, <laughs> that kind of sector, that kind of wing of the country has like not necessarily appropriated that stuff, but like, taken that and like associated with a lot of other things which really sucks because there should be nothing wrong about like being proud of your country and like celebrating you know the place you live and like supporting you know the people who do, who you know serve in the military like that's all good stuff but it just gets you know it just seems so close to like so many other messed up things that it's just it feels weird to be like yeah let's like let's like cheer for the troops and like all have american flags and stuff so anyways it definitely was not like a mega rally or anything like that but it's just you're kind of on edge because you're in the middle of wisconsin bunch of white people vanilla ice comes up from florida with a flag wrapped around his neck cheering for the troops and so it's just kind of like okay so we got out of there we actually took a (laughs) we uh sam had the clutch move there's a bar down the street from his apartment that shuttles folks back and forth and so for free. So we went down there uh, beforehand, got a drink, took the shuttle, and then on the way back after the concert, boy, that bus was packed. It was a, it's kind of like a you know a bus maybe has like I don't know twelve rows back or something on each side. Um, so theoretically, that you know that house is like fifty people, but there was you know everyone you know ton of people standing and stuff too. There had to have been at least like seventy five people on that bus. It was crammed. And then uh, spent a lot of time at Sam's house on his PlayStation as well, playing this hunting game. I think it's called Hunter Call of the Wild or something like that. And at uh, first, I was really terrible at it. Started to get a little bit better. <laughs> it's like the most realistic, one of those like hyper-realistic games. So it just takes forever to find anything, and you got really just crappy equipment to start. But then I was watching some YouTube videos later of like guys who've got you know all the special features and bonuses unlocked. And they've got, like, radar detectors on their guns, and <coughs> the animals have, like, neon outlines. The scopes can zoom in, like, a thousand yards. So, you know, I was hunting I was hunting pigs and rabbits and deer and coyotes with basically my bare hands. So I was pretty proud of myself and my abilities. <coughs> Starting to get a little tickle in my throat. Which means it's time for time for some more water and time for another graham cracker. But folks, that's what I had for you. I don't want to keep you around any longer than you than you need to be here. You know what? We get in, we chat for a little bit, and we get out. I want to thank those of you who talked to us on a YouTube stream. Matt, Joaquin, it's great to see both of you. If you're listening to this later on, and uh, 
and you want to come back and watch the video stream, you absolutely can on YouTube. Uh, my channel is just Quinn Furness. Just search me. It's pretty easy to find. That's where all of the Beantown Podcast video content lives. Uh, I'm moving. Get a good look, everyone. This is uh, the last time you're going to see it. Last time uh, you're going to get the nice fireplace. And um, last time uh, you're going to have to see me with closed blinds at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Just so you can see my beautiful face. We're going to get our outro music going. And uh, YouTube, it's great to see you. Take care. And uh, yeah, next week will be June. Everyone stay safe. Stay sane. YouTube, I'll check in on you later. <coughs> See ya, YouTube. Bye. And uh, audio. Nice chatting with you. Let's get our outro music going here. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone.